Everybody. Hi. <laughs> I like that squeezer throat clear. I know that throat clear. Uh, I know it's it well. The coffee this late at night. I hear it. I hear it from that office next to me uh, on a daily basis. Oh, it's his, sorry. It's his thinking man's. No, no, I like it. Hmm. It soothes me. I make a lot of noises. It's, it's my brain trying to. When you hear that, hmm? Well, we both mm. make a lot of noises, and we combine it into a show every week. Well, yeah, yeah. show in air quotations. And it's almost, we're an hour and 24 minutes away from Thanksgiving here on the East Coast. Yeah, ah, Thanksgiving yeah. 2020. really feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, uh... And here, if you're in Pennsylvania, uh, you're, uh, I don't know if you were or you knew someone freaking out because they closed the bars from 5 p.m. today till 8 a.m. tomorrow. That's not yes, even... you tw- can be at home listening to us. That's tw- that's 15 hours, right? My math is yeah. correct? 15 hours. And people were not having it. Uh, you know, you and I, though, just a few years ago, we'd be freaking out, too. Uh, there was a time. Not more than a few years ago. All right, a lot of years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking a lot. At least, uh, all right, at least. Uh, no, it had to be even more than ten. Yeah, more than ten. At that point, yeah, I was done with it. Yeah, like by like even your late twenties, you're like, uh, it's just. It, then that's when you know it's it's amateur night. You're like fuck. Yeah, right. I could get drunk every 364 nights, 363 nights of the year could? because I get drunk 363 nights of the year. Right. Um, New Year's Eve and um, the night before Thanksgiving, that's for the amateurs. Amateurs. Hey, everybody. Oh, Brian and Anna in the hizzy. Oh, because no work tomorrow. Ah. For not even for us, for the first time in a, well, you don't work on Thanksgiving, I, but me. Uh, no, but I used to. For the first time in a long time. Yeah. I can't tell. It's weird. Was, there was one in the last, I think, 12, 13 years, there was one day, one Thanksgiving, where it snowed and the game got moved to a, to us. I think it was 2014. Yes, 14. Something like that, yeah. And no, it was. It was. Not mm-hmm. something like that. It was. Because I remember where we were. It was the first year of Phantoms where we were doing interviews out in the ball, and we we probably lost a few good years of hearing from that. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they'd shoot pucks at us. Yeah. That's, that's always fun. Yeah. yeah. I actually, that was my first investment in uh, uh, hearing block things for my ears. <laughs> ah, good. Hearing block things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Did you read that in one of them? Their uh, word books. Word pa- word books. Yes. Well, I, I was looking for something other than word books because the book kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I don't want to say kinda. pamphlet. Jokes over. Way too many syllables. Yeah. Jokes I, over. All right, sorry. 
But that that I remember sitting in the bowl and it was like, oh shit, yeah. it's gonna snow. I'm like, I don't think they'll cancel. And then they did. Yeah. They canceled it. They canceled the game. And so that next day, I had nothing to do. So I made Elios. I had plenty of Heinekens, cold Heinekens, and I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 original movie, on Netflix. Ate Elios pizza and drank frosty cold Heinekens. Oh, Brian and Autumn are drunk. We got to catch up. I'm only like oh. four beers deep so far. I'm on my fifth, I think. Jesus. What? Four is not a lot at all. No. Well, depends. You know, some would disagree, you know, like doctors. But <laughs> but we're not those. So I'm not a doctor, kids. But believe me when I tell you, nothing gets the night going better and the night ending better than a couple of frosty cold beers. <laughs> Color of Night is not a holiday movie. Uh, well, let's see. No, no, I'm gonna go with no. There, uh, I was like thinking of Thanksgiving movies. There are movies that are Thanksgiving movies. I, of course, have talked about Rocky in my thankful picks in the past. Uh, but um, the planes, trains, and automobiles comes to mind. Squeezer. Mm-hmm. He's Googling I, Thanksgiving movies. I got to Google. I, I honestly, because I don't, like, every Thanksgiving movie to me just feels like a Christmas movie. Because it's all about the... Yeah. I hear... Clickety-clickety-clack-clack. Yeah. Yeah, it, just because it's around... The, the problem, though, is just because it's around Thanksgiving or maybe, you know, Thanksgiving It's getting home for Thanksgiving. Place, well, no, but yeah, that is. But there are other movies that might take place around Thanksgiving, but it's not really a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. You're just having Thanksgiving in the movie. Well, yeah, but Rocky always came out uh, there on Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, Thanksgiving is in the movie. And yeah, Garfield, Garfield's Thanksgiving, where all Garfield wants is some lasagna, and Grandma Arbuckle steps in mm-hmm. to save yeah, the day. Yeah, like the holiday specials, that's where it's at. Garfield... Charlie Brown. I'm gonna. That's one of my picks tonight. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Let's just. Oh, okay. Crush all. Crush my picks. It's cool. All right. Well, let, you let should me, have told me, so I wouldn't have stepped on it. Let me pull out your list so I could let everybody told know what you. yeah. you're talking about. Oh, why? So people just like, oh, really? That we're gonna talk up? Right. Really? So that's not a podcast. Give so them the opportunity to now. duck out now. <laughs> the the. It's, you know, like what the news does. You tease something like you, every time you go to break. And coming up next, that big thing that you're only tuning in to hear, and we're not quite there yet. <laughs> you got to get through. And then I just, yeah, then I just go on my phone and Google it and change the channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tease doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'll just stick around to the end when they show the cute puppies or some shit like that. Yes, Brian, sudden death is perfect for any holiday. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Usually I reserve Easter for my uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, marathons. So we all get together, we watch uh, Bloodsport, uh, Street Fighter, and then uh, Sudden Death. Street Fighter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good Easter. Yeah. 
There's uh, I, This is the part of the show where I normally go on and read our reviews, but we've got no new ones uh, this oh. week. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. So you're, That's you're, a good thing. You're a sweet boy, and you can't hear these reviews, especially if they compliment me. And I'm a chilly boy. I get really cold. Uh, yeah. I have my blanket on, my Vikings blanket on me right now because I'm a chilly boy. Oh, good, good. Did you watch Survivor Series, by the way? The end of, oh, God, WWF Undertaker. I said F, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that made news. Vince McMahon said F, WWF. Uh, no. And everyone's like, he was saying it because of how much the Undertaker meant. No, he flubbed. He clearly fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen him in a while, and man. Oh, Vince? Yeah, he looks old. Yeah. yeah he goes, oh, this one's for the Undertaker. 30 years. Oh, God, he's beautiful. Look at him with eyes. Well, now, Shane looks like his dad looked back when I started watching again. Just less vascular. <laughs> yeah, he's a little, a little, uh, definitely likes, uh, little doughy. to indulge after yeah. the gym. Yeah. Little doughy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. He, he takes bumps. Some He's not your... about the the vascular look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, he's not about to take his shirt off. I was confused though. Like, why did all those classic wrestlers come out? And then why was Kane only the the only one not breaking kayfabe in in full wrestling gear? Even though even though Kane's been through the ringer back and forth as far, I'm surprised they haven't made him Doctor Isaac Yankum again yet. But he was in a fire, but then he wasn't in the fire, and he's in a fire, and his face was burned, but it wasn't burned. He thought it was burned. Oh, now he's just like some corporate guy. But oh, now he's a monster and he's burned again. It just yeah, but I mean, Kane is an iconic. Oh, absolutely iconic. Can, I'm willing to suspend disbelief. Yeah. So. I prefer the mask on, of course, but yeah, and and the bro- brothers of destruction were one of the best oh, tag teams fantastic. ever. Yeah, um, it was a great, great uh, run for them. But uh, that was cool. I mean, seeing all of them come out and do absolutely nothing, and uh, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. hologram Paul Bearer was my favorite part. Oh yes. The Undertaker this night on WrestleMania. <laughs> Poor neighbors. Uh, but not much other news uh, going around. No. I, I, I took all my news and kind of compi- compiled it into my picks. Because it's, it's the things I'm thankful for. And... Uh, well, most of the things I'm thankful for are going away, so I'm paying like thanks to them, you know. Yeah, I don't get the f- first one, but we'll talk about that. And um, how can how can you not? Well, it's not going away. Yeah, well, it isn't. Kind of, it kind of yeah, is. Right. Uh, so, what did you think? In er in an era, it, it is. Yeah. So. Big news with. Uh... But we'll get into what I think should happen with it. Yeah. Big news with a guy standing on set on Mandalorian. Everyone's saying that um, they had their Game of Thrones coffee cup moment. I didn't notice the coffee cup, and I didn't notice uh, the man standing there. I was really in- Carl Weathers oh. directed a hell of an episode. That was fantastic. He was he killed it. 
Really, really action packed. It was. It was like that's how you played with your Star Wars figures. Yeah, it was you really, know, like really the cool. Speeder yeah. bikes, like yeah. that. Oh, that was great. And yeah, everything. Course, speeder yeah. bikes, yeah, Tie it Fighters. Was perfect. Yeah. Good, good action filled scene. Lots of great Baby Yoda moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can get those um, for eighty five dollars from William Sonoma. Is it eighty five now? It was fifty last time. I, was I, I don't know. I was. It's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. For, okay. It was for yes. Twelve macaroons. Twelve of them. Yes. Yeah. No. I think it was fifty something because it comes out to four dollars and uh, twenty cents per. Uh, what are they? Macrons. Macaroons. No, that's not how you spell macaroon, though, is it? Oh, I don't know what they are then. Yeah, I don't. Because I said macaroons, and, and someone said I don't think that's right because I don't think that they spell it. But I don't eat five dollar cookies you know unless there's ice cream in between and it comes in the cardboard package yep they're macaroons um, maybe i'll eat a f- it is macaroon that's how you spell macaroon yep yep macaroon. You, can't, you can't spell a word one way and then just throw letters in as you say it it's the m-a-c-a-r-n is french but it's mac- it's macaroon dumb. yeah i know because i was gonna say i'm like no we bought we bought them squeezer in paris Enchantress got um, uh, pistachio ones. They're her favorite. Okay. Were they green and eaten by a, a little Yoda baby? They were green, and I would have eaten them, but I don't like pistachios, so she ate them all. Mm-hmm. Now they're, it's well, my... wouldn't, it kill, wouldn't they kill you? Yeah, no, but I, a lot of them use almond flour, so I stay away from them. Yes. Ah, uh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think – I think there's what they should do is uh, – take it so it's just like half a jeans guy and then reveal that it's like the ass end of an alien hmm, that would be cool much bigger yeah who who i want no we knew what we were doing by the way who said they don't think it is macaroon because i want to shame them was it jake was it jason it was jason ah yeah i'm not not talking star wars to jake i was gonna say right away i figured jake you can can shame him but no it's, it's jason whose tree is up Everybody, mine is not squeezer. No, uh, maybe next week. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, since we got nothing to do tomorrow <laughs> except drink, it might go up tomorrow. If not, next week. Yeah, we're gonna do all the. We're gonna go all out. Got a new wreath for over the garage and all kinds of wow, all out. new f- new Listen. shiny shit. So we're gonna start. I'm gonna get up that ladder tomorrow. Okay, I was gonna say you're not going all out unless you're going Clark Griswold on that new house. No, I'm not going. She wanted that, like, put... Well, we could put lights up over, like, the the eve of the garage. I'm like, yeah, but then we got to do the rest of the house. Yeah, and, and your house... And she looks at me like, yeah, so? I'm the... like, that's, like, 30 feet. I'm not going up there. I'll do it for you. Nope, I'm good. No, because I already shoveled up one bloody corpse off my sidewalk. I'm not doing it to you. It's a good, it's a good reason to rent a cherry picker, also. That is true. Can we get a bucket truck? You, absolutely and also your front facade is brick right yeah i know i can hot glue the things to it yeah that's what i do it and listen don't take big drinks of your water bottle on air it's just the worst sound in the world sorry <laughs> or whatever it is it's the worst sound well, i can make it worse it was my fault because i asked you a question as you're doing it and you leaned in yeah but I'm sorry I try to lean back. Yeah. I'm working on that cough button. It's coming with everything else that I'm going to do. <laughs> no. 
Uh, can't you look up a YouTube thing and learn how to make it? Yeah, but then I got to make it. Right, that's true. Got me there. See? Logic is not flawed, sir. Uh, then I got to go get a soldering iron, and then I got to solder, and then... You have all that at your disposal. That's true. Then I'm going to burn myself, and then I got to go to the hospital, but I can't. So I got to go to a vet instead. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Uncle Bix has a really good one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just vets and mob doctors. He got glasses from him the other day. No, I sent Uncle Bix to uh, of my friend. Our, he's a friend of friend of ours who is a optometrist. And it was like the first time. Our friend, it was like the first time he was ever at a, do- a real doctor. He checked me for things. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a guy no one knows. This is good. Yeah. No, it's a good podcast. Very yeah. localized to us. And to be fair, we, we make we talk about roads around here with and without <laughs> even true. using the names white, the and white street hall signs. Mall. It's like and the White Hall Mall. Yeah, it's people just Oh yeah, you're the White Hall Mall, right? Yeah. yeah it, it, we're like a, just a white noise machine, really. Well, Eric from Texas is up in the pure tip of Alaska right now. Um, it's only 6.30 there right now, and um, he came all the way down here to get a cheesesteak from the Rascals attached to the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, they don't have those in uh, Alaska. That's I do I do miss my Rascals cheesesteak. But you can't buy a bear trap in a Home Depot here in the Lehigh Valley. Oh, that is true. No. You can buy could, though. Like bear traps at Walmart up there. According to our friend Ashley Strange, used to tell me about Alaska. Oh, oh, that's right. Stranger was straight out of Alaska. We'd be stuck at the sands, and I'd be like, "So, how weird was it to live in Alaska?" Ooh, who is that? Who? I heard him meow. Oh, that's Doodle Who's downstairs. Us? She's going. She's downstairs, being a crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, she's wormling. She, no one's down there paying her attention, so she's pouting and screaming. That's that's Snickerdoodle. That's what she does. Nah. Yep, she's still going. You probably hear her in the background. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. not being tortured. She's just that codependent. We went upstairs, and she wanted us to still be downstairs. So she's going to warble and scream until she gets her way or falls asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have human versions of these. <laughs> yeah, stay strong. You'll get through it. Oh, I I ignore it. I know you can't do that with your kid, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could give two shits how long she warbles. No, you can, you can, but then it's you run the risk of them putting you in a shitty home when you get old. So that's it's the real only reason that you're like really nice to them. I once I, I need just, to I need to find someone to put me in a, a shitty home. I'm assuming I'll be like uh, I'll be get completely gone. I'll be um uh just not there, you know. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of aluminum deodorant, so. Ah, yeah. The Alzheimer's is going to take me down. That'll so I'll be drooling and shitting on myself. I'll be their problem. I have no idea. And then I just want to be yeah. folded up into a plastic garbage bag and thrown at a dumpster. No fear yeah, at all. Just, it's just nature's morphine. Yeah, just. All right. So, Squeezer, does uh, yes. tomorrow, are you having a big meal for the four of you or? No, we pushed it to, we're doing it Saturday. 
You're not having people so. over, I hope. No. Oh, see, I think no. you are, and I'm shaming you now publicly. You can do that all you want. I'm not. I'm going up on a ladder and hanging Christmas tree. <laughs> you push it. To, why not have it tomorrow? Uh, It was just because working up to today and I got to get shit together. And it's it's easier to have two days to prepare for it and, uh, you know, just get other shit done around the house before we actually just go that and do that. No, no one's going to know. It's like I'm not going to get scolded. They don't know what Thanksgiving is. That's <laughs> true. So. So what are you doing tomorrow? Making steak. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Also because, but when I I had the chance to get the turkey, I didn't want to risk it still being a little frozen. So the extra couple days makes it, you know, it all works out. Plus I have to get over to uh, Mama Squeezers to the garden and go and pick some sage for the stuffing. Ah, very uh, exquisite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uh, it's heart, heartburn city. My dad. Called. Nothing, nothing like mixing in fresh sage with your stale white bread. Yes, my dad was like, "Oh, so what are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing, absolutely nothing. We're staying home and drinking." I mean, ideally, that's all I ever want to do. But now the the law says I have to, so it's perfect. But he's like, "Yeah, your brother's not leaving the house either." I'm like, "Yeah, because we're not supposed to." So don't you go going anywhere there, Jeffrey. Oh, well, you know, we're, we're just staying here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ryan, your flight's done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be doing the cooking. Yeah, for, for the us. most part. I figured. Because I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm cooking. No bird tomorrow, but I'm making a few things. I'm tanash on all I got, I got, come Saturday, though, I got a 20-pound turkey for well, two and three-quarters people. So, <laughs> two and three quarters people, and then your wife and your kids, right? Shut up, <laughs> Dick. Sorry. Wow, I. You set me up for that. I wouldn't one. have thought that I would have teed you up for that, but I didn't think you were so mean. <laughs> you, I, I, I was just going off the jokes you were making. Yeah. You, I know. Oh, you're telling us oh. all about your twenty-pound turkey all week. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I didn't want it. It's what I ha- what they had, you know. I would have gone. I got the smallest one I could find. <laughs> yeah, Squeezer was saying all week that I uh, wasn't upset. I'm not gonna lie. They they didn't flag him for having a party for buying a 20 pound turkey because they saw. Yeah, him. they're gonna show up to my door. It's like, sir, you bought a 20 pound turkey. How many people you got in here? I'm like, look at me. <laughs> look at this. You really think that they're, I'm gonna share? 20 pounds of turkey with anyone? No. <laughs> uh, we make a broth with the, with the leftovers for the girls. <laughs> I answer the door with drumstick in each hand. Uh, are you going to cut the backbone out and all the pieces to make your own gravy and your own stock for gravy? Or are you going to use box stock? Uh, we, we're, I honestly, I would like to. It's probably not going to happen. I, I'm the only one that would even eat the gravy. So it, it's... But they don't like gravy? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the I, best part kid, of Thanksgiving. Kids. Yeah, but as, as, as... And the missus doesn't really like it either, so... Oh, my God. I love gravy. Yeah. Although I need a little bit of something to go with the mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, and the stuffing. <laughs> and hey, something you... to dip your bread in. We have... There's three 
four varieties of carbohydrate. Uh, let's see. Else. And then the turkey. So my dad's yeah, so saying Pharaoh. It's going to be a sleepy Saturday. I'll get there, Joe. Don't worry. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving in my house was... I have varied memories of Thanksgiving. Occasionally, we'd go to my uncle's, my dad's half-brother. Um, and that, that I'll talk about that later. Sometimes my mom's parents would come over and we'd have it at our house. Uh, and then sometimes we'd go to my dad's grandparents, my dad's parents. Uh, but it was always... My dad was not allowed in the kitchen because he tried to make scrambled eggs for us once and burnt them. Um, he was not a gourmand. Oh, oh, can't you guys just uh, microwave something? Like he would have if if, if he left to his uh, druthers, we would be eating Swanson turkey dinners. Mm. Hungry man. Yeah, this is. I'm actually I'm not saying I'm looking forward to this, but it's nice to take a a break. It was last year we finally figured out Thanksgiving, where we actually spread out over a couple days. Mm-hmm. To see the family, and everyone agreed to it. So, like Thanksgiving for us is actually Thursday and Saturday now. Like one family and then the other. Oh, you're seeing your growing families? up. It was a bitch. Like even as a kid, like we would go to my my dad's parents in the morning, and then we'd have to go to like my oh, aunt yeah, and uncle's house, yeah. and then we go to my grand, and we would spend all of Thanksgiving on the road. And when they got divorced, oh, it was the worst. The worst thing that ever happened at that divorce was other than them getting divorced, was now it was just house jumping from place to place. And we would go to, like, I'd be in four or five different places on Thanksgiving. I, I s- never got to just sit and in, I never understood that eat and just sit down and watch football and pass out. I started working after my parent on Thanksgiving after school and my parents' divorce. So I really never had to deal with it much. Mm-hmm. Um. I would just, because they'd be like, oh, well, we're doing everything without Ryan, because Ryan's working. I'd be doing, I remember the one, it was for, it was the same game, but it wasn't, it was way before our company was doing it. And. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. That's when I, that's when I worked it. This was before you even were were there. Uh, I was doing master control from a live truck, and Hermie was A2, and Dave Donio, our friend Dave, was TDing. And there was a producer and director, and Dave wound up running the show. But like the the the, the uh, show was coming to me in in uh, the live truck where I would run commercials and send it back to the station it was airing. But there was a, the camera on top of the live truck, and Hermie and I were fucking around with it, and I accidentally punched it up live a bunch, <laughs> and no one in the <laughs> truck knew anything about it. like they had no idea. Uh, Oh fuck, man! This must have been like oh four, oh five, like like really well, early. Oh yeah, that thing that thing stopped working almost twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this was this is way early on in the in the Thanksgiving Day round. That's how long I've been doing that fucking game. There was a year I didn't do it because ESPN did it. I remember I was at my dad's for that. I yeah. was I was like, oh god, what I have to not be working time with your family i know i know ah all right so uh we're thankful for 10 more things here in 2020 you want to get into them i believe don't be so exhilarated 
<laughs> well, it's 2020. What can you really be thankful for, Squeezer? Uh, I'm thankful for I I am thankful for my uh, I was gonna say my health, but that's kind of gone to shit. Um, all your picks are like bad things. <laughs> no, they're great things. Things that I will I I appreciate, and just because some things are going away, and you know, parents bitch and ruin fun things, and those go away. You know, all right, yeah, it's kind of of a sad list i guess mm-hmm. but it's not it, it i have hope i think of these things and it makes me happy these are a few of my favorite things these are a few of squeezer's favorite things my sister and i made this whole song up about my dad when the host dies <laughs> Sorry. hey is that me <laughs> no 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 um. Oh, Brian. He, Brian wants to know when the next cereal review is on YouTube coming out. I have got a lot of cereal downstairs, and Enchantress was probably hoping that video comes out soon because it's taking up a good part of our kitchen. Anyway, Squeezer, I believe you go first, this, or do I go first this week? I cannot remember. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I go because you went last week. Okay. All right. Here is the first thing I'm thankful for from my past, and even now, I'm still thankful for it. The song, damn it. And it's not just a song. It's the band Blink-182. I've been a fan for the longest fucking time. I, since I can remember. I'm a... Squeezer, if there's anything you know about me, it's my type... The music I'm into is very odd, right? I like alternative. I like rock and roll. But I love me some pop punk. Yes. Uh, more yeah, than there, most. There, there's... There's no denying that you, you do have the many qualities of a 14-year-old high school girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, but back in uh, 1997, um, with the Warp Tour and Damn It being the lead single off of Dude Ranch that came out the year prior, uh, I got big into Blink-182, like heavy obsessed with them. Uh, they, I know they had albums before this, and a lot of people will lie to you and say that they were on board with, you know, Cheshire Cat and uh, Buddha and all those early recordings. I have them now on vinyl, of course, we do. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't into them. I, I heard "Damn It" for the first time, and um, I I couldn't be I couldn't uh, I couldn't turn back. And then as I that was like, let's see, 1997. Let me go. Let me consult my book here. Consulting books with the rad years. It's it's my my age to tell you where I was in school. And are are you putting are you putting a pair of uh, readers on? Yes. <laughs> uh, and you lean back. 
Oh, I remember back in 97. So, um, I was either 14 or 15 years. I turned 15 in the summer of 97. So, it was my formative years. I was uh, losing certain things that men of our age lose. And... Um, yeah, I just remember you get the the blink on too, the the dilemma of uh, being the I don't, I don't even know how to say it, but uh, you know the the same feeling you get from all punk pop songs. Yeah, just a loser, you know. <laughs> I was no. trying to make it nice, but you know you were. I mean, it's it's all right. I liked it. You know, it's it's what right. it's what f makes you what you are today. But then they added Travis Barker. And put out uh, probably their most important uh, album ever, Enema of the State, in uh, June of 1999. And What's My Edge Again came out, and fuck. They were like one of the biggest bands in the world. Mm -hmm. All the small things, Adam's song, that whole album. Uh, two years ago, or it might have been a year ago, two years or a year ago, I don't know when it was. The COVID's fucked up the timeline, and I haven't written those years in my book yet. We went to the final, final Warp Tour with Blink-182 headlining, doing Enema of the State in its entirety. And I sang along uh, embarrassingly to Enchantress to every single lyric <laughs> uh, of it. And then, of course, the uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, what a great name of an album. <laughs> oh, that's some, uh, what do they call it? Double that? Entendre. Uh, double Entendre, yeah. yeah. And um, their, their uh, self-titled album, Just Blink-22, is my favorite. And one of the coolest moments of, of my career was I had to, we were about to do a video for a Blink-182 show, and I had to quick pee before the show started. So I ran mm -hmm. out through the hallway, back into the bathroom there. And as I'm coming back, um, Mark Hoppus is just standing there, twirling a drumstick and singing his hook to uh, feeling this. And he's like singing it to him. I come in and he's And he's just doing this. And he smiles at me and nods. And I, you know, I play it as cool as a fucking block of Just ice. like you were a, four, like a little high school girl, just... Oh, I, I, inside I was losing my shit, but outside I was completely like, like, and this was like the first moment of like, and I, I saw him like in the hallway talking about, cause Tom was supposed to, was trying to get a helicopter to the casino and there was no landing zone outside the airport where he could fly. And he wanted to land on the casino property and Mark's just sitting there going, fuck Tom, Tom, the fucking take, you know, oh, fucking helicopter. And you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. But then like just walking by and having him hum that and like, nah, I'm like, oh shit, this is cool. But I played it cool. I'm like. <laughs> you know so i sat down like oh shit mark was just fucking so uh even i even i even like the matt skiba version of 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 uh blink 182 that exists now it's not as good as the tom DeLong version but i feel like if tom DeLong rejoins the band and it's all four of them like a super blink 182 matt skiba tom DeLong, mark hoppus and travis barker that would be fucking awesome uh because their last two albums were, whew. and then uh, Travis got me into another act that I never thought I would be into. So, have you ever heard of uh, Machine Gun Kelly Squeezer? Yes. So yeah, I and I, I, 
Yes. I heard of him too. Have I have you ever heard a song by Machine Gun Kelly before? Yes. Yes. Before back when he was still do not and it's not what I heard you playing because I was confused. Right. Because I like, yeah, no, it just mislabeled. Um I never I never heard any of his music. I mean I might have, but yeah. I never like actively sought out Machine Gun Kelly's music. I didn't. I didn't, but I've I've known of his works. Yeah. And then he did this song with Travis Barker. Hold on, pull it up. Yeah, what WrestleMania did he perform at? Googling with the rad. You're, oh, there's a double Google. Oh, yeah. I, I heard he was at WrestleMania, too. I didn't know that. I, it was, but then, um, so he did this song with Travis Barker. And it got my attention. This was like a year ago. And uh, I'm like, wait, doesn't this guy rap? Like, this is like straight pop punk fire. And I'm like, oh, I can relate to this guy. And then I heard uh, Bloody Valentine on the radio. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is this Machine Gun Kelly with Travis Barker again. This, and this song came out right around the beginning of the COVID quarantine. And I'm like, I really like this song. This is like pop punk shit. And then I hear all of a sudden in September, He's got a whole album out, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a listen because I like it. And I heard Travis is a producer on it, and he plays drums on the whole album. And the whole album, kids, if you're a pop, uh, an early 2000s pop punk fan, listen to Machine Gun Kelly's Tickets to My Downfall because it is fucking awesome. Yeah, drop your Hello Kitties and yes. get on out there. And- <laughs> yeah. Your Hello Kitties with the black uh, bow in its head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Blink-182, I'm thankful for. Uh, that's rad uh, shit right yes. there. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was at WrestleMania 28, and he tops the list of uh, six people who should never come back to WrestleMania. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean... I remember watching that, and it was very uncomfortable. I, d- I don't know what he was doing at WrestleMania, but I do know uh, he the guy makes a good pop punk album. So, kudos, kudos to him. All right, um, let's move on. Squeezer, your first pick. This is Jeopardy. Now entering the studio are today's contestants. A resort manager from Fort Myers Beach, Florida, Julie Bobby. An attorney from Queens, New York, Mitch Halusi. And our returning champion, a substitute English and speech teacher from Clarendon Hills, Illinois, David Rice, whose four-day cash winnings total $33,500. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Rebecca. Good eye work, David. I'm thankful. I I am thankful one for Alex Trebek, because I and I didn't bring this up. I w- I wanted to get on my weepy soapbox 
last show, but then I forgot. And, you know, I, I, out of all the game shows and the, the fact that's a primetime game show, and I felt like any other one that they, like, there was only two that, like, I allow. It, it's Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy. And they're like, they belong there. But then all those other ones, like, even with the exception of, like, when they brought in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and, like, that, that slot, uh, it, it felt okay. Like, it was a it was not a gimmick, but it was, like, a thing. Like, it was an event. And I felt like every other game show in primetime that it brought in was, like, a knock. Like, it didn't feel right. Like, game shows are supposed to be in the afternoon when no one's watching. Now they're only me, like, exclusively on primetime. Yeah, I think that's well, all CBS airs anymore. Yeah, it's cheap. They're cheap to make, and people watch them. So, um, yeah, and you can churn them out. It's like a factory. They, they shoot like a month's worth of Wheel of Fortune in four days, pretty much. Um, but Jeopardy was that one where, as a kid, and I, I watched it from very early on, and I, I was also one of those kids that would watch the news too. And it was on after the news, so it didn't hurt. But, like, I I felt so smart. Like, I was a smarty pants. I felt it was that little bit of, like, when you're a kid and you want to be a grown-up. So when you're a kid and you want to be a grown-up, you feel like watching Jeopardy is, like, something a grown-up would do. And, and I honestly, depending on the day, I could probably hang. There are there are episodes where I have no fucking clue what a single question is, but there are ones where I'm like I wouldn't be in last place here, and that's you know that's my goal in life is not being last place. Just make it to the final Jeopardy, not being a negative. I uh, only ever watch Jeopardy as an adult, <laughs> if you'd believe no. that. Uh, no, I could. Yeah, our atten- we have very different attention spans. Yes. Yeah. No, I would. Yeah. When we were kids, did um, did for some reason did did uh, Wheel of Fortune come on before TGIF at all? Uh, yeah, if it were Friday, because that was because that was the seven o'clock time slot. Normally, it was Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Was it was it Jeopardy first, then Wheel of Fortune? Uh, I mean, I could look this up. Yeah, because I remember when I was, would we'd stay at, at our neighbor's Katie's house, and mm-hmm. we'd come up from the basement. We were down there playing to watch TGIF, and Wheel of Fortune was on, and that's what she was watching. And that was the lead in to TGIF. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, that for was for the kid who watched I mean, it all the like, time. I figured you'd have a quick answer for me. Oh no, I I don't know why I'm having. A, it's one of those things where you project now, trying to mm. think. It's very strange. Well, like because I I have this uh, ability to, you know, like if I like lose my keys, like I can picture them anywhere. So that's why I have, a, you know, I'll look everywhere because oh that's where it was, but it wasn't really there. I just you know use my imagination, so I just make shit up as I go. It's a fun world to live in. Let me see September. Oh, yeah. Keep telling us about your thing while I look this up. 
Oh, yeah, but no, no, it was that 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 false sense of maturity that that it provided me, and I I appreciate it, and also I do feel like I learned a thing or two. And I, I was a little history buff when they started getting into like the literature and shit. I'm like, who needs to read books? You know, unless they're like, you know, fun books. But like, who knows the authors? For me, what always blew my mind was like the people that knew like all the classical music stuff. But like deep, like I, I can tell you about some chopping, you know, but they've... I, like they know like the string quartet of uh, who even knows but uh and like i loved i absolutely adored alex trebek he was great even though he played like he was a straight man he wasn't goofy but he you could tell he was still having like he had fun doing his job he didn't have to act like an asshole and be silly doing it to have fun doing his job and he was kind of a smart ass too so I uh, he will be greatly missed uh, for me. And rumors swirling. So right now, as of now, uh, Ken Jennings is the interim host. Um, you know the guy, the record holder guy. Yep. Um, but people are already going after him for a tweet he made a couple years back. Um, so we'll see how long that lasts. Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah. But and uh, it was um something about uh tweeted back there was like a picture or something he's like uh it it's always extra sad uh when someone in a wheelchair is hot oh <laughs> well he's right but i mean <laughs> nah, i'm kidding i think it's um i'm and see i think that's awful that's not something <laughs> you should say even though it's i'm laughing and it's a good joke it's a joke <laughs> you know, because um, beautiful people are worth more, and it's generally assumed that people in wheelchairs are worth less. So by that faction, you're but just average. not less than us. <laughs> well, no, not less. I'm just, look. No, I have family members in wheelchairs, so family. I'm allowed to make the joke. It's a joke, right? It kind of got weird. But um, okay. I'm never. I'm never going to be hosting Jeopardy, so I can, you know. I can get away with it. Um, but there's also a petition out there right now, and People I didn't even think about it until I heard petitions. of it, and Jesus this guy is Christ. my number one choice to take over. George Stephanopoulos. No. That's what Howard Stern wants. No. Uh, no, LeVar Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that too, LeVar Burton. Yeah, yeah. I think Jordy should do it. Cause, and he, he's got the perfect credentials for Jeopardy. Butterfly in he, the sky. I can yeah, fly twice he, as high. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. Nobody knows your stupid Star Wars sh- or Star Trek shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> That's what he's from, right? That's what you're calling him Jordy for? Yes. He's Lieutenant, Lieutenant J.G. Jordy LaForge. He's chief engineer of the Star Trek Enterprise <laughs> D. Did Come he on. sit around watching Dan movie tunes on so his phone all day? Is. What's that? Was both were both of his eyes good? Well, yeah, he's got the visor. He's ah, good to go. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think he would be perfect. Uh, I think he'd be perfect. So for it. I would like to see that. I looked up Friday, September fourteenth, nineteen ninety, from Morning Call, our local newspaper. Uh huh. 
And yes, uh, on ABC six in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Jeopardy was seven. Wheel of Fortune was seven thirty. Mm-hmm. TGIF with Full House started at eight. Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, uh, then Twin Peaks. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's it. But also on twenty two, whatever station that is, Wheel of Fortune comes. First at seven and Jeopardy's at seven thirty, so it wasn't across ah, the country. Maybe that's oh, because I would watch sometimes with my grandparents, and they would watch like all the weird, weird coal cracker region channels for some reason. So yeah, well, that's probably what that is. Yep. So yeah, I just remember coming up. I never really watch any game shows, but also, so here's a here's a little uh, in our office uh, segment. So what was going on in our office before when we when I was uh, eight? And you were seven. Uh, our friend Mike Mittman on uh, In This Corner All had right. the Wild Samoans, Cousin Luke of the Bushwhackers, and the Junkyard Dog in. Why can't I have that show? I know. It was the season premiere. Ah. Uh, In This Corner. Do those tapes exist? I think they might have been thrown out by a lunatic external manager. Oh, oh, that'd be a work. That's. Can we just redo it? Ninja Turtle. Um, yeah, we did. So you uh, know what's really weird? Okay, so Twenty Two mm-hmm. was a CBS affiliate up in Scranton, I believe. Squeezer. And they were playing. Sounds about right. On Friday night, they were playing cartoons. So on our local, at this point, oh. CBS was 10 and NBC was 3. They would switch like in a few years. Yeah. But uh, so it was Inside Edition. So the, the Philadelphia market didn't have Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. They had Inside Edition, Challengers, and then Ninja Turtles and Tiny Toons were at 8 and 8.30. And then the, the Friday night movie, Roxanne, featuring Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah, came hmm. on at 9 o'clock. And I guess it says... CBS launched two new animated series in primetime tonight, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at 8 and Tiny Toon Adventures at 8.30. See, I remember it being on Fox. Ninja Turtles, the comic book adaption that this hugely popular that is already hugely popular in syndication, officially joins CBS's Saturday morning lineup tomorrow. Sewer-dwelling Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo take on a band of cuff-link-stealing bandits in this half-hour preview. Oh, so this was a Saturday the syndication preview, rights. Yeah. They put it on in prime time at night to draw in the audience in the yeah. morning. So Tiny Toon Adventures is more unusual because it's not a CBS show. The Steven Spielberg conceived weekday cartoon series featuring essentially pint sized version of Warner Brothers favorites uh, debuts in syndication. Favorites. favorites. Oh. Debuts in syndication on Monday. So it was kind of like a syndication preview on a Friday night. The animation uses more than twice the usual number of drawings, making it the best-looking in TV today, except, of course, for the original Warner Brothers cartoons, which are made for movie theaters and still can be seen intact on cable. Adults looking for smart Alec attitude and wit, all the Warner Brothers classics, will be disappointed. However, these are aimed squarely at kids and reflect the 90s sensibility, sneaking pro-social messages into madcap adventure stories. I think. Oh, sorry. So they're basically saying, "Sorry, your cartoons aren't racist." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, that that was Scranton. No, no, this was also CBS here. This is oh. our paper. 
Uh, the morning call squeezer. I'm an adult. I still like Tiny Toons. Yeah. Uh, Sean... Oh, but I guess I have those. I have those '90s sensibilities. Oh man, this just proves why the '90s were so good. This uh, six o'clock was the tail end of Little Monsters on HBO. Oh. Then Tales from the Crypt, Dream On, and then at nine Ooh. o'clock, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. No wonder no one watches TV anymore. All right. Uh, TMC, or TMC, the movie channel, Real Genius, and Hit List. It's just so many good freaking shows, the movies we're on. Now we have nothing. Yep, absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. <laughs> we could watch any of this anytime we want, at any time of the day. Yeah. But it's fun to say that there's nothing. All right. Uh, shall we move yeah. on? Squeeze it. I think so. Okay. Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the flake. Vincent's the best. <laughs> We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. I love this. Ah, the color of money trailer. I made money. I lost money. Such a good movie, but that's not what we're talking about, Squeezer. Okay. Billiards or pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was really popular in the '80s because of this movie, or just really popular. I think it is still, like. But so many movies in the 80s featured pool halls and bars with pool pool and billiards and whatnot. My uncle, uh, the wealthy man in our family, was uh, my rich uncle. <laughs> he had this giant basement where he had a bar, like a, like an actual wet bar, but a full bar, um, like a couch in an area, and um, a pool a pool table in his basement. And he actually went on safari in Africa and haunted and did big game hunting. Jeez. Um, nothing like endangered though. Um, uh, please, uh, so there wasn't like a, a a bangled tiger head like hanging on the wall. No, but there was a giant kudo head like when you went to the basement, and it's about the ah. s- you know how big that is. Yeah. Yeah, massive, and they ate the fucking <laughs> thing too. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, and then some zebra pelts. <laughs> but zebras are like fucking. Yeah, it's like a horse around here. Just uh. go out, shoot a horse. <laughs> Eat it. He had this yeah. really. It, it, it was 80s because the zebra pelt was like hung on the wall. But he turned the hooves into ashtrays. 
Like standing like six inch tall ash with ashtrays on the top of them. Jesus. It's like a super villain layer. <laughs> it so was. Oh. So he had this he still does, yes. I haven't been to this house in probably twenty years. But it, it was a beautiful house. And it, it it was a ranch. There's only one like story in the basement, but it's it's massive, mm-hmm. it's sprawling. So you always go in through, um, at least we did. We always go in through uh, the the garage, and I'm, I'm trying to. I haven't been there so long. I'm trying to picture. You go in through the garage, and um, to then you go into to the left is the door going to the basement. With you open it, and there's that giant kudo staring at you as you walk down the stairway. And I, what I'm telling you, Squeezer, <laughs> this is the size of like a. Uh, it, an SUV. It's like the size of my blazer. This kudo head. Um. To the right, it's like a bathroom and their laundry room, and then you go and they have this giant kitchen, and they had this giant like, like kitchen block table in the middle, and um, like like a, a bar area that like, and then like the like the den area was like down like like carved in so it like it like it steps down do you understand what i'm saying yep no like, i follow you yeah we this... had that in our house yeah yeah so the, but there's like a barrier overlooking it and it steps down mm-hmm. into an area you can watch the right of that then is i guess like a family room but it's also kind of like a sunroom it's a really nice room and then they have this giant like pool out to the right this indoor pool and, and so then if you go to the left they have a living room, which is the room you're not supposed. What's the room you're not supposed to sit in? That's the living room. That's the living room with a giant grand piano and everything. And the front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's useless. Three hundred and sixty four days out of year. Like that's where you would like you would have coffee at Christmas or some shit. Yeah. You know? See, being poor, we never had one of those rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. You said your mom tried to make one. After you. She tried to, but our house was like in the rounds, so we just kind of, you know, yeah. ran through it. It was it was really just kind of dead space. Uh, yeah. So you then um, to the right was a uh, the hallway with the bedrooms, which I never really went down. And but then like so they had this big house, and that's where we'd go for Thanksgiving. And of course you'd get bored, so you'd go out in the basement and, and occupy your time. And we played pool. And this pool table was probably very expensive. And we probably ruined that fucking pool table. <laughs> like, Because, like, we weren't allowed soda squeezer, right? Uh, it was a sometimes treat. Right. So you go over to Uncle Mike's and the fridge gets yourself yourself to sodas in the, in the garage fridge. Uh, that's how high class they were. Mm. Oh, so help yourself means drink as many as you fucking can. <laughs> Just crushing them. Right. It's like me going to someone's house and they having a fridge full of Heineken and saying, help yourself. All right, I'm going to drink them all, but <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Uh, so, yes, um, we crush uh, sodas and me and my brother and eventually my Seven sister. Seven Ups. Uh, yeah, Seven Ups, Coca Colas, Christmas, you know, Santa Claus on the can. Yeah, I, I the the little the uh, cherry Seven Ups yeah. didn't hurt, but Seven Up really was like the official like that and Coke. 
It's all in the marketing, I guess. For my uncle, it was whatever you can mix booze with. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, also because like we would go to my grandparents for like Christmas, and they just drank Seven Up anyway, so that's why I kind of associated with it. Then they started putting out the calendars. So, yeah, Katie, the woman who lived across the street, she always had Seven Up and Cherry Seven Up uh, for us. That we she'd like pump us full of soda all the time. Oh, she would be the woman who would. When she'd come over to babysit us at the house, like she'd bring the three liter of store soda over. Ooh. Yeah. That's when shit got real. But yeah, she let us drink as much soda as we want. So, but then like we, my parents <laughs> would not let us get near it any other time. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a special treat. Special treat. Uh, so yeah, the pool table that we probably ruined in my uncle's house, and and Chris Thanksgiving was always fun there. Like there was, it, it was the the seating was weird, in that you know all the adults sat in one room and all the kids kind of were in a different room. Um, so it's like, Chris Thanksgiving was always kind of like no rules, and Christmas was even that for for a matter of fact also. Because for a, a while. Christmas was at that same ha- uncle's house. Uh, uh, then it was at my grandparents' house, which also, I mean, I, I don't know if you could get the uh, gist of the alcoholism and the Kelly family. But no, my, I can hear it behind <laughs> you. My grandparents also had a basement with a full bar in it and a fridge down there full of beer, of course, but also uh, New York seltzers, which were just clear soda. <laughs> Oh, delicious. Oh, just like... You know those little bottles? Like just... Like tonic water? No, no. You don't remember New York Seltzer? No. I'll send you a... I was at a store recently over the summer, and they had it for sale. And it was like peach, cream, black cherry. There was a root beer. Nope. Never had this stuff. You Google it? Yep. Yeah, the little bottles? Yeah, no, no, we never had this. This is all... Bar bottles, I guess you could say. Uh, We get those big glass A-treat ones that you get the little plastic corks for. Oh, no, never that, but... Uh, I definitely took a picture at some point. But, yeah, we had... We do, yeah, like Thanksgiving at our grandparents, and they had uh, they had a pool table in their basement, and but they would cover over it, and then like that was, and it was an oversized one. It was fucking huge. Um, they'd cover it with like the plywood, put the tablecloth over top, and that's where you would eat dinner around. So because of that, the pool table was off limits during Thanksgiving because the food was over top of it. Oh, well, um, anyway, that's the, the autonomy when you leave your house and your parents are like being entertained or entertaining and they, you, you kind of like get like lost in the fold, which is great. It's mm-hmm. go explore, cause trouble, ruin the $30,000 pool table. Because all your parents want to do is just sit and have a conversation with another adult for 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, we're not going to laugh. And that's your window. <laughs> it's your, it is your window. And until someone starts crying, you're pretty much set. Yeah, and well, and but you don't jump right away. You look at the other one, like you look who's getting it or whose kid is it, and just hope it's someone else's. Not because you don't want your kid to get not be hurt. You just don't want to get up. 
Well, for the longest time, my my, my uncle's kids were older than us, like by like nine years. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were the only kid. It was me and my brother and a sister were the only young ones for the longest time. And then my cousin mm-hmm. Matt and my cousin Aaron came along. Um, and then, you know, they were the younger ones. They were mixed in. They're still younger than us, but they're more mixed in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my second pick. Squeezer, your second We're zooming. We're zooming. You're on your second one, only an hour in. (laughs) Now you can be as clever as Kevin with Tiger's new Talkboy tape recorder. Hey, stop drooling on me. Hey, stop drooling on me. It even has speed control. Hi, kids. We're home early. Hi, kids. We're home early. Tiger's new Talkboy tape recorder comes with audio cassette. Batteries not included. I always, every time I hear this commercial, I think of Bart Simpson's little bastard trouble kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know how it took him so long to market a tape recorder to kids. Um, and that it took a movie. Because before this, we'd been doing it forever. See, it didn't, because I had the Fisher-Price one as a kid. Yeah, but, like, Fisher-Price had a little bit of everything. They took every adult item and broke it down into, like, kid form. But, like, this was, like, making it cool. Like, it's like a tool for kids that you can do stuff with. Um, You can record your own, like to record your own voice and change up and do all that kind of which really didn't you was just you could do that the fisher make price, money off the fisher price one had what? a microphone attached to a cord well yeah but they weren't trying to milk money off of kids because they saw it in a movie and then wanted that and then tiger said hey we'll license that i bet if they could no, they would have <laughs> yeah but the the um for me it wasn't i didn't even have the fisher price one because all my stuff i had Sorry. uh all like these a... old tape recorders that were just hand me down. So I was just swimming in in old tech, like just stuff that my grandfather had lying around in the basement in the seventies. You know, he'd be like, "Oh, here, here's a tape recorder. Go play with it." And I would indulge. And so you could say that I've been practicing uh, to do a podcast since I was like, you know, like four or five years old. It doesn't. Uh, well, it doesn't. I guess it really seem like doesn't that. show, yeah. but. Um, it it was it was fun. Like it was it was the it was an outlet to be creative right. with technology very early on. And like my my first thing I remember, I'm like, I wonder, like I don't have a microphone, but I have these headphones and sound comes out of them, so why can't sound go into them? So I just plug the headphones, the shitty little like headphones into the recorder and then I wore I, I I stretched it over my head so like the one speaker was on the back of my head and then the other one was like over my chin but below my lip like hung in there and I would just talk into that. And it worked. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um it sounded like shit, but I would just walk around and it had a little one it was one of those ones uh like the rectangle ones, like the kind that you would slap down when you're doing an interrogation. And but I had a little yeah, handle on um, it. And I my dad had one of those. Counting uh, my day, 
with this headset on. Well, like a, I look like a truck driver. Uh, my dad had one of those. Just, uh, my dad had one of those uh, realistic brand, the Radio Shack brand. That was a flat black mm. one that um, had the handle on it. Uh, this was either a Sharp or a, a Sony. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I lived with that thing. And, like, it it really, it was the beginning of me wanting to make moderate to mediocre content using technology. Uh, yeah, I would do that with my dad's VHS camcorder and my poor brother and sister when I was a kid. Yep. Oh, and yeah, our the, our camcorder was off limits. That's when that's when cases came with the keys. Oh right. Yeah, and he would keep it locked. And then I found the key kept in the safe, one of those little fire safes that they had. Um because I thought I was cool like I was a secret agent. So I would like play in the closet and I would like go behind like all like the old clothes that you wear like, you know, like a, the rack in the back behind all the funeral clothes. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fire safe was. And this cool little handle that you would like twist and pull. And it would get that thunk sound. Like you're like pulling out like an airlock. Uh, and then I would go through and play with all the documents and stuff. Like I was a spy when mm. really it was like our deed and birth certificate. <laughs> I did the same and... thing and it wasn't really safe, but it, <laughs> I found out where my parents uh, hid their, well, my dad hid his stuff and I accidentally found their dildo. <laughs> It was one of those vibrating ones that wasn't necessarily shaped like a dick that was sold as like a massager. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, the day you find your parents' dildo. And then to think of how prude my dad is, what did he do with that thing? Uh... Sometimes I like uh, this the vibrating dildo in my ass, right? <laughs> Shouldn't knock it till you try it. What did I stun you straight? What the hell's wrong with I, you? I yeah, I wasn't. Um, normally, I'm prepared for where we're going with the show. <laughs> that um, and we always learn little bits and pieces about each other, and you know, realize how we probably were, you know side by side for much of our life without even realizing it. Sure. Um, I'm going to just en- enjoy Monday morning when you have to look him in the eye and say hello. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> sorry, sir. Um, <laughs> Good God, it's great. Ask about that, Ask about it. It wasn't like a, like if it was like a, like no. a, a purple jelly dick shaped thing, like, okay, that would have been more traumatizing. But it's one of those like uh, missile-shaped ones that just you know vibrate. Great. I um, bought it to spice things up, and you know, didn't work. I'm assuming. Well, well, yeah. Is this what replaced me? Is this what um, replaced me? Uh, I mean, to be fair, he it could have just been at Radio Shack. He was in the deck <laughs> yeah, and right, exactly. Bought everything. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that big antenna there. Is that uh, <laughs> a UHF? Uh, uh, is that like a miniature microwave antenna there? <laughs> the purple thing. Yeah. It's, uh, Why does it take two C batteries? And twist the bottom. Wow, that it's... that changes so much. Not really. Um, no. Nah, it, 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 change anything 
Good for him. I'm leaving out more stuff, Squeezer. I didn't tell you the worst of Good. it, so just <laughs> just be no, happy no, no, with yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that I told you this much. That's uh, it's you know, like I said, remember I have a very vivid imagination, so um, well, let thanks. it run wild. Yeah, let that marinate. Oh, okay. So many, any more recording stuff to talk about? No, oh, you're talking about your camera being off an audio clip. You're talking about your camcorder being off limits. Mine was not. Yeah, my, my dad encouraged me to use it. and But the best part is the video of, of me trying to direct my brother and sister in my movies. Mm-hmm. You know, these these filmmakers, they always have like, oh, they were making movies as a kid. And, you know, Steven Spielberg doing 8mm stuff that's like awe-inspiring. Me trying to shoot something and my sister keeps dancing in front of it and like trying to make it her own. And then me throwing a world-class hissy fit <laughs> behind the camera. Ah, so you're a producer. <laughs> yeah, see, I always wanted to be a director, but I just I was a producer at, at heart. And, you know, that's <laughs> why I'm in the position I'm in today. All right, let's move on to my... I got to see... I don't number... Oh, here it is. But they could not bury his soul. The Undertaker has returned! Now one man seeks vengeance, and another demands justice be served. Chuck Norris. This time I'm going to be the ringside. Yokozuna. He is the only man, Undertaker, that has ever laid you to rest. The Undertaker. It's time for you to face the Reaver. From the director of WrestleMania 10 and SummerSlam comes the WWF Survivor Series, live November 23rd on pay-per-view. Five on Thanksgiving Eve. The teams have five. <laughs> Strive to survive. It's Survivor Series. So I've talked about Survivor Series on this sh- version of the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you did not watch this, Squeezer, 1994. Uh, no, I, I was I was out, out, out. Yeah, you, like most of the people, uh, left me behind to enjoy. I would say uh, 92, I was gone, and I came back in 97. It was that, that the five-year hiatus pretty much 95% of America took. Yes, I, since we did not pay for the pay-per-views... I uh, really saw no reason to take ice. 1994. I'll, hold on, let me consult my book. I'll tell you how old I was, survive, and what grade I was in Survivor. Because I, 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 I'm pretty sure I talked to Steve Hoffman about this before we went on break. But I could be thinking of another one. Turning pages with the rad years. Hold on, let me get my readers on, dickhead. Oh no, 94. This was the this, plus threes. This was right before I got kicked out of Catholic school. Oh, look at that. See, you shouldn't be watching The Dead Man. So the next year, 95, with Diesel is the one I talked with Steve Hoffman about. Mm. Uh, it's time to meet your makers. Fucking right. That was, it, was only, it was time for me. This was November 23rd, Thanksgiving Eve. The last Thanksgiving Eve uh, Survivor Series. They would move to the Sunday before Thanksgiving the following year. Uh, this was a decent uh, card-ish. Uh, Bob Hawley defeated Quang with Harvey Whippleman in a singles match. Uh, <laughs> the the five-on-five Strive to Survive Survivor Series match was the bad guys 
which is one, two, three, kid, the British Bulldog, Fatu, Reza Ramon, and the Barbarian, with Afa and Lou Albano versus the Teamsters, uh, Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Jim Neinhart, Owen Hart, and Shawn Michaels. Wow, that talent. My Damn. God. Uh, then my favorite match of the night, and I, ta- I love this match. The Royal Family, Jerry Lawler with Cheesy, Queasy, and Sleazy, defeated Clowns R Us by God, which was Doink, Dink, Pink, and Wink. And it was a little people's match. It was Jerry and Doink versus with each with three little people on their team. It was a fun match, and I loved it. The four and four Survivor Series match. And then, oh God, I was so upset about this. Bob Backlund defeated Bret Hart. Uh, with a throw-in-the-towel submission match. He convinced um, Stu to throw in the towel um, the cross-faced chicken wing when Bob Backlund snapped. Remember? Turned into a heel. He's a fucking heel! No, you don't remember this. You weren't watching. Nope, I don't. Um, To win the WWE Championship match. Then another five-on-five strive to survive match. The Million Dollar Team... Uh, which did not feature Million Dollar Man Wrestling. He was a manager. Bam Bam Bigelow, Jimmy Del Rey, King Kong Bundy, Tatanka, and Tom Pritchard, by God, with Jim Cornette and Ted DiBiase, defeated Guts and Glory, Adam Bomb, Bart Gunn, Billy Gunn, Lex Luger, and Mabel with Oscar. And then finally, yeah, this just shows how far Lex Luger fell and why when they launched Monday Nitro, he left and just showed up on the first night of Monday Nitro. Because he was poised to just a year prior to this to become the next big thing, the next uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan. But uh, he power slammed Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid on July 4th. I watched that live on USA. I did, seriously. Um, <laughs> and then finally, The Undertaker with Paul Bear defeated Yokozuna. And this is follow-up, come Leading up to it, um, Yokozuna and all the heels came out. To put Undertaker in a casket. And then he ascended, Squeezer. <laughs> he ascended into heaven. Then he returned. Because he opened the urn with Undertaker's powers. And then he appeared on the video. I vow to return to the World Wrestling Federation one day. My God, he's ascending. <laughs> God, look at him go. Uh, of course, Chuck <laughs> Norris, being in San Antonio, Chuck Norris was on hand to be the special outside referee to prevent any interference in the casket match. Yokozuna, you're afraid of the coffin that my undertaker is going to put you in. I don't do my Paul Bear impression enough. <laughs> oh, yes. So uh, for me, Survivor Series from 1990 to 1994 was a Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, and Thanksgiving Eve was the perfect because it was cool, stay up late. A lot of the times I had to tape the, the pay-per-views and then watch them like the next a day after I got home from school because they would just go on too late and it was on a Sunday mm-hmm. night. But uh, SummerSlam and Survivor Series were always ones I was able to watch because no school the next day. And then they just fucked that Ooh. over. But, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. So, Survivor Series 1994. Here's Squeezer's next pick. There's something new in Gotham City. It's Batman, like you've never seen him before. Hey, Joker, a battery surprise! Missed me. Time for a change. That disguise won't work, Joker. No privates. So long, Batman. That's it. Wings out. Fire! You've got great new weapons, Batman. But I don't run out of tricks. You'll need them. Batman, the Dark Knight Collection. Batman, like you've never seen him before. Each sold separately. Each sold separately. Uh, which was this the so dark was this the flyaway joker or which joker was this uh it was the flyaway joker and it was the uh batman crime attack uh, i have um, both of those mint on card the jet oh nice those jokers so, i those jokers are hard to fucking find oh yeah, the ones that uh their faces change color in the water yeah and i have both of them hmm. uh or you know what that might have been you're talk- it's the Sky Escape. Is that that's the one? Yep. With like yep. A little he has a little helicopter. Yep. 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 Um, this line in particular, and and talking an overarching theme here amongst it, there was a time where uh, spring triggered the quality of a spring-fired missile from a toy was perhaps just as devastating as the American Patriot missile. <laughs> yeah, it, they're, the, they're, the knockout joker in that same collection had a big gun that shot a a a boxing glove projectile. Yeah. And I, I he's the hardest to find, the knockout joker. And and it fired these fired. There there's some I've had I have a lot of toys and there's some weak ass springs in some of these where it just kind of flops out. Um and then there are some and and this dark night line was amongst it. it could fire. Um, My brother and I would still and, and, open them up, cut the springs, and make them f- more powerful. Oh, oh, would you? Oh yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Um, the first thing I did so and and this guy this guy could really fire. Uh, the the blast shield one where it would shoot like double missiles with like the harpoon like the they're connected, so it's kind of like a a rope. Like a like mm-hmm. a bola, but mm-hmm. missiles. That thing could launch. The vehicles are really torqued up. Um, the bat copter, uh, and the uh, uh, the bat jet. I had the bat jet. I didn't have the bat wing. I had the bat jet. Um, but they both like fired like little nose missiles. The bat copter came with like it had a little string on it. It was like a grappling hook. Um, I immediately cut the, the string off, of course. But um, and same thing. The bat's like like. The, the they fired these springs were torqued and you could seriously do some damage launching these things and it was fun like it actually like like in the commercial where it knocked over the uh precariously placed pile of bricks that the kid was amazed by it could actually do that there are some toys that didn't and it was kind of sad well, um can, these were made the, by the troll line the troll line as much as i love battle trolls they were awesome but they kind of came up with this concept of like kind of flicking it out the back, and it was just disappointing. These were made by Kenner, who were infamous yes. already for the Boba Fett missile launching backpack, which was recalled famously because yeah, it could cause damage. Never to be seen again until 
Dave Filoni and John Favreau put it back in the show with Mandalorian having the, the in the, the beginning of the season episode one of this season of Mandalorian. He had the yeah, missile launching backpack, awesome. paying homage to that recalled toy from of yore. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you can tell Kenner really is like we're making up for lost time at some point because every single one of these fired. Uh, and also it goes on to uh, the Jurassic Park line, Muldoon's missile launcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That drunk could fire that thing. Like, it, it launched forever. Uh, a really good one. I knew um, I got my him. Corporal Hicks. My Corporal Hicks. If you go down in the basement and get my Hicks with his little rocket launcher that he never had in the movie, um, that thing still, 30 years later, can still fire. And really well, too. There was nothing more disappointing as a kid than getting one and, like, you're all excited and you go on fire and it just... You, you can actually hear it. There's a, a sound. There's a difference. There's that... You hear that tight twang and you know it's going to be good. And then there's that... The, there's this... Oof, where it kind of trails off. And the second you, you even hear... You feel the tension before you pull it. And you know... This is going to be a dud shot. Mm-hmm. But I will give credit to Kenner. They knew what they were doing. Um, and there, there's only one other thing, only one other launchable that doesn't, that, that supersedes all of them. And that is, it wasn't even a spring, it was motorized. And that's the Ninja Turtle pizza shooter. There's nothing, that is by far the greatest advancement in toy projectile flinging technology um that's a very special very special thing right there but the rest spring-loaded uh the dark knight collection i just i want to give my thanks to kenner for having the balls to give us toys that shoot properly big props to kenner's balls shout out to chest rockwell what up happy thanksgiving buddy thanks for listening thanks for posting the nice comments on all our youtube videos thanks for being here with us live and getting ready for my fourth pick, which I have to quick figure out what it is because I did not do the... Ah, here it is. Squeezer, I would argue that Vince, how do you say his last name? Gia Godaro. Man. Oh, good God, I wrote great music. <laughs> Vince Gia. Go, go... Gia, Gia, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Vince Guaraldi. Clortho? 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 Vince Clortho? It's just, okay, so I would argue that this is a better theme than the Christmas theme. I love the Thanksgiving theme. Yeah. Enchantress and I watched Sunday night, uh, everyone complaining that it's on Apple TV, but Apple TV allowed it to air for free 
on uh, uh, the PBS. PBS. And it's also, you could watch it free for a period of like four days on Apple TV without joining or paying for it. So oh, that's nice. Of them. Freaking out for no reason. Uh, but I like the Thanksgiving one's fun. It's it's short and silly. And, um, and this fucking song. Yeah. It, it starts with uh, Lucy and trying to get old Chuck to kick the football calling it a Thanksgiving tradition and she pulls it away <laughs> saying some traditions fade away and then uh, Charlie's getting ready to go to his grandma's for Thanksgiving dinner when Peppermint Patty calls and says her and her girlfriend Marcy she was very in ways it was very progressive as in it had the first lesbians in cartoons as Peppermint Patty and Marcy on it but it also made poor little Franklin, the only black kid in the Charlie Brown universe, to sit alone on on the, his own side of the the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving dinner table. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Linus and Charlie Brown uh, decide that they're going to have two Thanksgiving dinners: one with the friends and a second at the grandmother's. But Charlie Brown can only make co- cold cereal and maybe toast. He's he's got he could cook like Jeffrey. Oh. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so they recruit Snoopy and Woodstock because you know you go to your dog when you need to. Yeah. yeah. So they make they stack the toast with the the butter. I was that. Hold on. That stacking sound. Uh, and all the pan pot <laughs> fried popcorn, pretzel sticks, and jelly beans. And then they set up the ping pong table with the, all the lawn chairs to um. <clears throat> Uh, be the the table, and then the pop gun is fun too. That pilgrim attire. Uh, the guests arrive, and of course, no one's ever happy with anything Charlie Brown does. And when he serves this nice meal, par- uh, Peppermint Patty like berates him and tears him a new one. Um, and then Marcy, her girlfriend, reminds her that. She invited herself, and this is her fault. And he, she asked Marcy, her better half, to apologize to Charlie on her behalf. So uh, then it's time to go to the grandmother's, and she calls her grandmother and says the situation, and she says, bring the friends over. So they all pile in unsafely to the way, way back of a station wagon and drive hmm. to the grandmother's. Meanwhile, Snoopy's and Woodstock are hiding a Thanksgiving meal in their treehouse all along. So those two start gorging on Thanksgiving meats. And it's kind of like cannibalism because it's a bird eating a bird. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Um, yeah, but like if we ate a, like a Neanderthal, would that be cannibalism? Mm-hmm. Bring up a good hmm. point. Maybe not. Um, and they sing and it. When we watched it the other day, I brought up a song that I have not thought of or heard in years. Over the nun and through the woods, the grandmother's house we go. I don't know lyrics, but I was like, oh shit, I have not thought of that song in fucking forever. So, I don't know. I just, we watched the other day and I'm like, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving was never on my radar. There was never one where I was like, oh, I can't miss this. You know? Mm hmm. And I guess, uh, sorry, go ahead. I guess it didn't really air much when we were kids. 
it, it aired continuously every year, like till 89. And then Disney Channel Nickelodeon kind of re-aired it. And we pro- I remember seeing it as a kid. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't aired like the Christmas and Halloween specials. The Christmas one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Halloween one was always like a, it's almost mandatory. And you've talked about before the Mayflower, uh, This Is America, Charlie Yeah, they, they were, they were, This Is America, Charlie Brown, the Mayflower Voyage is the one out of like the Thanksgiving ones. That's what, we watched that in school all the time. Remember at Thanksgiving, like that was like our, here, you're going to learn about how everything was nice and cozy. Like all these white dudes showed up and you're like, how? And you're like, how or what? And like, how are you going to grow this corn? Like, I don't know. It's like with fish, you know, and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, if you can, they shot this special on 35 millimeter and Apple cleaned it up. It is fucking gorgeous. So if you have the opportunity to check it out, definitely go ahead and watch it on Apple TV because it is the restoration is fucking gorgeous. Um, Bam. It's really, really nice. All right, everybody, let's go on to Squeezer's fourth pick. Sounds like a lot of good music. Hell yeah! Oh, this one is. This is. Uh, this is calling this a gimmick. I mean, this is. This was a. Uh, officially, it is. I mean, at, when when it debuted, it truly was. Yeah, yeah. But then it became its own thing. And same with Gold Dust. You know. Yeah. The other two that were in there, a little Papa Shango, maybe not. But out of anyone, that guy's had gimmicks that. He made him work. Yeah, I love Papa Shango. And the Godfather. Not and Kama Godfather. so much. Kama Mustafa. But Nah, not as but even then it was still good and you know maybe better than the good father, but still. And then and then in between that little stretch you heard in there before the Undertakers kicked in was the Mountie, because that's you know when you're talking just weird gimmicks, it's like, well we got a cop, let's Get a Mountie. Yeah, um, well, they kept trying. It was the same uh, Hogan theory, like just finding big monsters for him to yeah. squash. It was it was finding other, and then they got a nails. You had the fucking electronic voice gimmick, <laughs> and it was apparently sexually assaulted by Vince McMahon. So he says, "I would never be into a gross, disgusting human like nails." Uh, so yeah, my thing is there's a theme in all these songs. Is it, it's a, it's the gimmicks. And there was a time, I was probably in high school, so it's my later, post uh, attitude era, like early thousands or whatever. And you're like, 
All right, I've had enough of the gimmicks. Let's just have some wrestling. And they did that. And, uh... Hated it. Makes you really want the gimmicks back. Ruthless aggression. Yeah. You, you, you gotta have some kind of gimmick. Like, it just even if it's slightly, like, a slight gimmick. I feel like you don't but even just... get to say this. And plus, you're in Papa Shango. He was a new generation. No, I mean, I still went back and watched, you know? But you sh- you shit on a new generation, and it was gimmick central. I don't shit on it. Duke the uh, dumpster drowsy. <laughs> but I got to think about this, because I was thinking about... How do we address... We talk about the whole Undertaker thing, which we did, and then we'll move on to this, but... And then... You were having a conversation. I overheard you in the hallway. You guys were talking about Gold Dust and Dustin Reynolds and it's a perfectly legit argument. But there, there is a place for like certain gimmicks. There, there are some gimmicks that are just straight up gimmicks that it's just you're trying to find something for the guy to do that makes him a little bit different. And then there, you could, could do the same thing with others. But then they work See, like the I undertaker know. i disagree and i disagree it's all a matter of what the talent does with the gimmick no if you're like red rooster and you're like Fuck what is there the-. for me to disagree with well you're saying what did i say that you could disagree you're saying there's some gimmicks that are good and there's some that aren't i'm like the gimmick could be undertaker I, is a shit I gimmick i i did not say that sir you just did no i didn't what were you just saying I didn't say there are some, there are some gimmicks. Yeah, of course, some are good and some are bad. But it depends on what you make of it. You didn't let me finish. No. Well. You just started being mean. <laughs> Hashtag hurtful. Arcade comes out. Okay. Well, sometimes I gotta. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. It's what you make of it. And the Undertaker, truly, uh, was all in. If you would, uh, if you would take a squeezerism, uh, fill out his bingo card. And made it his own, and, and 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 superseded like, and and there was that longest time too where he had to be like the Undertaker, and then it was there was a time where you could get away from it and where it was kind of like a gimmick, uh, and you kind of, uh, what's the word like, where it, even though he's not breaking kayfabe, it's almost like you know it's a gimmick, but he's using that gimmick to intimidate his opponent, kind of thing. And that's how they kind of justified, like, he technically bolt that crosses in the sky. He technically didn't break kayfabe for 30 years. He just did last year with the, the Stone Cold thing. Well, I mean, we there's a, a small period, the American badass era. Wasn't the best. I loved it. Um, I thought it was awesome. It was all right. It was all right. Then it went on too long. Yeah, but you, um, you could see where you, what what's cool in watching it is. All right, Dave. It Meltzer. went from what? Nothing. What'd you say? I said, "All right, Dave Meltzer." Fuck you. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But that that <laughs> was cool with <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's relentless. Um oh yes, the Patriot gimmick. Um but the, the uh 
Oh, speaking of, if if you at home are are looking for an epic, epic, and this hasn't happened in a while, Bruce Pritchard meltdown, fuck Dave Meltzer, and go fucking insane on him. The Survivor Series 95 episode has one. He goes off, and it's beautiful. Maybe I'll go back. I've taken, honestly, it's been a couple months off. I haven't listened in a while, so I'll check that one out. He He said 95? It was the last one, yeah. The last one they released. Okay. All right. I will go. Oh, he no, download that right Con- now. Downloading podcast on the rag. Conrad here. pushes him too far, um, and he snaps. Fuck Dave Meltzer. That's why I was saying to Jake, like, he shit on Goldust his whole fucking career, and then he goes and has basically takes the same gimmick but red to AEW and has a fucking bloodbath with his brother and all of a sudden get your dicks out everybody 10 stars per stroke I'm not yeah, a fan no, of I AD. love Goldust that's why I had to put him in there because it, it's such a great it, not not just a gimmick but he's a good wrestler too and he embodied the character I'm not a fan of AEW and I, I'm just that's what I'm saying of what? AEW oh you should watch it's good I have um Oh, okay. We should watch again. It's still good. Although I haven't I haven't watched like all summer, so I got to get back into it. Um <laughs> uh, with the American Badass gimmick, what was fun about that was the instant debut. You got the Kid Rock going and the motorcycle and all that. And then it slowly became you you watch it slowly evolve back to the Undertaker. Yeah, like it didn't just disappear and then come back as the Undertaker. You saw it like it, he was the American badass, and he was like just the dead man. And it, it was a slow progression back of just adding in the traditional Undertaker stuff to the point where he was almost he was close to having a Raven again at some point. It was very <laughs> traditional. Um, and then yeah, Goldust this androgynous. We don't know what the hell he is. Hollywood thing. Um, well, after the Ministry Hell, it, of Darkness and crucifying and hanging people, I think he needed a little break from all of that. Yeah, it was very because yeah, and it was very yeah, uh, lore heavy, uh, if you will, uh, very magic heavy. Yes. Um, yeah. And and then you're talking big evil was the transition. Yes. It's when he kind of started becoming Undertaker as the American badass. And then next yeah, thing you which know, I, I didn't mind. I like that blend. And then where where he actually ended, like this last couple of years, I I the theme, the gimmick, the whole, the look, everything. The last couple, of, I've I've been a fan of because it was almost like a little blend of everything throughout the '90s, like into these last couple of years. But I still miss Baldy. <laughs> it is it is moment. But he was great. He, he first of all, you couldn't have done Kane without Paul. I slept with their mother. I'm well, your again, father. I, again, again, I'm, 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 I wasn't shitting on Paul Bear. I'm saying he had his moment. Like at the end, he got, he got to see Paul Bear again. And even they even did a gimmick with, uh, with him after he died. They worked him in. Oh yeah. Yes. And they're like, oh, you would have wanted it that way. Oh, fuck yeah, he would have. He would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's so many great ones, so many bad ones. And look, you can argue 
and like like you said, they they make what they uh, can with it. But some of them, I don't know. Can you be a dead man Undertaker? And yeah, most people that wouldn't last. Now at the same time, you go, yeah, but could you be a Mountie and make that last for thirty years? If you did it right, yeah. Ah, <sighs> you know what though? It, it's it's a one in a million shot. You know what I mean? No other gimmick lasted as long as that. I mean, really, Georgie Animal Steel? I mean, you could say, yeah, I guess he even lasted technically longer than Hulkamania, because, well... eh. Yeah, he went Hollywood. Yeah, but Dead Man went American Badass, so... All right, so yeah, fair enough. You got a little little breather. Um, But even, like... Goldust was, uh, yeah. The natural Dustin Reynolds. uh, Seven. Seven, yeah. WCW, WCW. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, I, I miss the gimmick and like, like old mankind, like the pulling his hair out, like deranged psychopath mankind. What are we gonna um, do tonight, Uncle Paul? When we have to take on the taker, the dead man. Oh, mankind! Don't worry, your little head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was great shit. The Uncle Paul boiler room matches. Uh, oh, I fucking love uh, the boiler room matches were great. I loved all the the Uncle Paul shit with with uh putting Paul Bear with mankind. Because um I mean Vince initially said there's ah oh, there's no way that uh, Mick Foley and Cactus Jack are gonna work in the WWF. And Jim Ross kept saying, well, shots are fresh, but boss, you meet with him, you're going to meet with him, and he'll stick to you. And all it took was Mick to meet with him, and he says, I see him in a mask. We're going to call Mankind. <laughs> and it was great. It, like, Cactus Jack, his whole, like, ECW with, I'm hardcore, I'm hardcore, while he was on the merry-go-round with his daughter, like, <laughs> making fun of the anti-hardcore. It was great. But you couldn't bring that to WWF. You needed to do something... Great, I was I kind of yeah. hated mankind at first. Like that's like, what are they doing? This is cactus yeah, fucking he, he Jack. Was, he was uncomfortable to watch. He was unpleasant for sure. No, it, yeah, but it was like the outfit, and then they started like letting him be more Mick with the the ratted shirt and the tie, and then yeah, then that he, that fine blend of and putting him with Uncle Paul. Just doing his bad Terry Funk impression, which is better than my yeah. bad Terry Funk impression. <laughs> but when he, yeah, that when it's just the brown on brown squealing like a pig. Yeah. <gasps> but uh, yeah, it was it was Vader, the Executioner, man. It was like a stable. Then he brought Kane. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Kane. The fires of hell is where I pulled your brother from. <laughs> uh, I I don't see them ever going back to that though, you know. Never say never, Bruce Pritchard. Never is, say never, but there's just uh, Bruce Pritchard's was, running was, the show again, Squeezer. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I I hope so because it's I'm not gonna lie. I'm bored. I tune in. I see people watching. I want to see. You, 
like I said, I like wrestling, but now I want to I want to see wrestling, but with silly costumes. I want to see vignettes and uh, promo cutting promos. It's something AEW is missing terribly. It's like we're all action spot monkey shit. I don't I don't really give a shit about the wrestling. <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, I like the pageantry of yeah, it all, but, the pomp but, and circumstance. But the, the but the pageantry is not even there. It's just boring. I see, though. I see if 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 uh, Roman Reigns forms a Samoan stable leading up to a feud with The Rock at WrestleMania, that will be pretty cool. I'll watch. I'll tune I'll in. I'll watch. It, Squeezer will say he'll watch. <laughs> no, if they bring the. Put all the Samoans together, and they're on T. I'll watch. I'll go back <laughs> next year. You'll be like, eh, I'll, I'll tell you about it. You'll I'll, be like, go, I'll, I'll go back, and I'll have to go back. What's your log? What? I'll get Jake's login and go watch. <laughs> You're a very busy boy. Yeah, I got four seasons of The Expanse to quick finish up before uh, next month. So, what is The Expanse? Uh, it's on. It's on Prime now. Oh, it used to be on Sci-Fi. It's a space show. <laughs> Did you Some... watch the Mortician, the uh, documentary on Paul Bear yet? No. Oh yes. It's on a. a Is that a, WWE the network? network? Yeah, it's really good. It's long. Oh, I don't but know. I, that's what that's what brought out my bad Paul Bear impression. Ah. All right. Um. Here is my. Last, uh, hold on, I pulled like six clips for this shit. I got to make sure I get the right one. Here's my last pick. The music is deep. It comes from the sewers. You know what I mean? No one has ever seen anything. Amphibian groups come and go, but these guys are pissed. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rock and roll. But it's not the movie soundtrack, dudes. Not bad for three fingers. Get your kids the Ninja Turtles new rock and roll audio cassette with 10 hot tunes only at one place. Pizza Hut for only $3.99. Why Pizza Hut? Because they don't sell pizza in record stores, dude. Because <laughs> they don't sell pizza in record stores, Squeezer. Dude. The one thing I'm thankful for in 2020 is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives weren't sold at San Diego Comic-Con. They sold them various internet and, uh, and store places. And one day, one fateful day, I walked in a Target. And I got my hands on the NECA 2020 convention exclusive Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles musical mutagen tour. And you might be thinking, what the fuck is that? I, I still have no idea why they didn't call it the coming out of your shell store because they look exactly like they do in the coming out of your shells um, show. And but the even like like I'm holding it right, it's still in the cellophane. And I even got the uh, limited edition con exclusive pack, which came with a T-shirt, a tote bag, four guitar picks, a backstage pass, and the concert ticket. But again, it's the magical mutagen tour, and it what? My only my only guess is it's Pizza Hut 
related. Uh, it has to be Pizza Hut related. That they couldn't come to a, they couldn't come to a deal to. Or, or not even them, but like some shady ass producer owns the rights to it somewhere buried deep right. down, you know. So on the box here it says Pizza Roof, proud sponsor of the musical Mutagen tour. So they're even like joking at it. But even like the back, oh, so it's got to be Pizza Hut then. So on the back, like the song listing, it's we built this technodrome, Sayonara, the green green slime of home, Saxon. Like th- these aren't even the songs, but the toys look exactly like. The magic, the mystery door, which is just confusing to me. Um, so it's got to, it's got to be mystery tour. Not yeah, well no, um, coming yeah. out of your shells. The beatles. Um, that's what the toys are it, called, it, magic it, mutagen it, tour. It, it's got to be all different licensing agreements then between either Pizza Hut then the music. So they got licensing to some things like the figures, but not to other things and. <sighs> that, well, that, uh, it's probably the same reason it's all the same reason why you don't see old Muppet babies all over the place yeah well th- those just had a lot of licensed stuff in them yeah it's just too messy but this didn't this was all like besides pizza it was all wrapped up and it says to, like 1990 this premiered at Radio City Music Hall uh, but the, the the tape which with the commercial I played you could get at, which I had and I played the fuck out of this tape uh, we went to it at Stable Arena, the concert. Um, and the, the the story behind it is April O'Neil's kidnapped by Shredder and Turtles have to rescue her. And they have to use the power of rock and roll to defeat the enemies. <laughs> who who has a rap song about how he hates music. Uh, we played it on the show before. Remember? I played it for you. Oh, Yes. Um, and then there was even a pay-per-view special, which I watched over and over and over. And there's coming out of our shells, sing about it, um, which was, we're the turtles. <laughs> uh, Tubin, Skipping Stones, which is, is the power ballad by uh, Shredder. Skipping Stones, there's pizza power, walk straight, no treaties, cowabunga. April Ballad, and then the song you just heard, Count on Us. We're the turtles. You could count on us. Um, that was the big ballad at the end. Um, I really don't know, though, why. Um, why they, they didn't have it for this. I, NECA coming out. Of our shelves. See if it says anything on the internet about it. Um, Nerdist story. Oh, GameSpot says, Finally, the weirdest version of Ninja Turtles are getting toys. <laughs> but they'll call it the coming out of our shelves. There has to be a story behind this. and I want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> These toys are beautiful, though, by the way. They all, denim vests. They're all wearing sneakers, too, just like the ones. This 
So it says whether or not it was being able to secure the rights or just create a decision is unknown. Additionally, the set seems to mix up the turtles. Ralph and Michelangelo have taken on each other's instruments in the photo. I don't know if this is... I, I, I haven't opened them. When I finally do open them, I could tell you if they got it right. Um, it comes with like a diorama too. I don't know. I wish we could figure out the story behind this. We got to get a hold. Make that happen. Yeah, we got to get a hold of NECA and get the story behind why, uh, why there's no. Um, yeah, because I don't see why a, a toy manufacturer, a modeling agent, modeling company wouldn't want to, you know, divulge information to us. It's the worst <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> It, listen, it's never gone bad before. <laughs> and uh, I can guarantee you, if you tell me something and you tell me to post it, I will post it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we have fun. All right. Here is Squeezers. We're getting late. And, and now we're not allowed in New Zealand. Never again. Well, none of, none of us are allowed in New Zealand right now. But no. Yes. Okay. Squeezer, your last pick, sir. After more than eight decades, a Berks County landmark is closing its doors for good. The owners of Roadside America in Upper Burn Township made the announcement on Facebook this weekend. And while she says nothing lasts forever, the memories will certainly remain. I'm just glad that they enjoyed it, you know, and they have the wonderful memories. And they can tell their children and people that have never seen it how wonderful it was. How wonderful it was. So let me just, and I don't mean to downplay the tragedy here. Um, Let me show you how this is going to play out. So there's this awesome place, and it's this building, and there's these Mennonites, big Mennonite statues outside. When you go inside, there's a little gift shop, and you go down, and there's this this whole little village with trains everywhere, and you push little buttons, and things light up, and there's trains and little houses and little people and little trees, and it's been around for like 90 years, and it's amazing. Weird Dutch hotel across the street. And nothing. Yeah. That's, that's going to be me telling my children all about Roadside America. Mm-hmm, Excited. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's closing. Um, the latest, uh, I guess the latest generation didn't want to take it on. They're looking for people to buy. It's not exactly a solid investment right now. Mm-hmm. Um roadside attractions as they are and uh yeah so unfortunately a a keystone ah see what i did there keystone keystone state Keystone. yeah of our our childhood is uh bidding us adieu yeah um so i i am thankful for all the fond memories i have of roadside america i've talked about this before in the show we've talked about it it was a pick you i forgot that you talked about it. And you had stories, and I just—I loved that so place. And my, I, even though I haven't been in there in thirty years, my uh, my cousins would come up from Florida. My two cousins, Greg and Doug, would come up from Florida every summer. And I, I talked about them not so long ago when I figured out that picture where at the drive-in we saw Rocketeer. Like they'd mm-hmm. come up around for because they all we all had July birthdays. They did, and me and my brother did. So they were up every year. And inevitably every year, 
it was road trips. It was Gettysburg. It was roadside America. You know what I mean? And uh, we're going to be passing roadside. I'm going to be passing roadside America Friday morning. On my way to Hershey, Pennsylvania, beautiful Hershey, Pennsylvania, squeezer. Ooh. Um, for work. And uh, past roadside. But, but, like, you know, when you're living a, a upper, lower, middle class family, um, the best vacation you can afford is take the kids to roadside America, look at the trains, get a little tiny souvenir bag from the gift store. But uh, yeah, that was my. We we were there a lot, uh, and I think we went once. I can't remember, but we were there. I was there a lot. It was always with my cousins. I bought this little like letter letter opener. It was like my first pocket knife from Gettysburg gift shop, and it was it was in like it was a, it was probably like four inches, and it was in like a little leather sheath, and it looked like like a like a marine yep. knife, but it was a letter opener. But my cousin Doug was like, don't worry, we can sharpen it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the first thing you did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's like uh, when we were, like, the class school trip, we went to Crystal Cave, like the regular school trip cave place. And in the gift shop, they had slingshots. And so everyone bought a slingshot. So the teacher had to go around with a paper bag and collect all the slingshots. Because it was going to get ugly on the bus ride back to school <laughs> and then at school. And then as we left, we were allowed to have our slingshots back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to miss this place. And now the good news is the terrible news. Uh, the good news out of the terrible news. Uh, they are having an auction, which I plan on getting in on. So uh Hopefully they divvy it up a little bit. I I can't afford to buy like a hundred thousand dollars worth of a village, or nor do I have a place to put it. I just want a tiny little house. Maybe I splurge and get one of the little gas stations. Mm-hmm. You know, shit. I, I I'll I'll take a tree or two, just some little piece of that. You know, and and it does bring me a little happiness knowing that people are going. It's not just going to get demolished. There are going to be collectors out there. They're going to take this. It's going to uh, not the whole thing, the whole show. It's not going to. It, it's gone, but bits and pieces, chunks of this would be preserved. Mm. This thing's been around for ninety years, sixty years after the guy died, and when the guy that built it, he's like, ah, this thing, it's not going to last. Like, it was a little. He did it as a hobby, and then it became like a thing. Uh, and people started showing up, and then it's like, oh, have a do- give me a dollar, and you can look at my little village, you know. And in his mind, then, like before he died, he's like, ah, this isn't gonna last. That was sixty years ago. Follow us so, on uh, Instagram. I'll snap a picture of it on my way out to Hershey on Friday morning. I'll put it in our story. Oh yeah, yeah. And hopefully, follow mine because my next update would definitely be if I buy something fun and fancy off of that thing. Mm, definitely yes. want a little house, a little house for my house. Well, this was nice. this was a fun uh, being thankful for things. Ah, uh, good out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we were thankful for a lot. Uh, this is our, I would say, 17 was our first one, 18, 19. Our fourth being thankful for show, Squeezer. I'm thankful for being thankful th- shows. Right. Thankful our, our, for Our first year, for we didn't do one because... 
we were doing like uh, we just started in November, so we didn't do our Thanksgiving show. But year two, in no, two, no. 2017, we started, and now we we got four years of us being thankful for stuff. Yeah. Um, by next year, I'm I got nothing. I'm done. I I'm thankful for roughly 20 things. I'm gonna be That's thankful. What I've allotted. I'm gonna be thankful for COVID next year being gone, and and it's butt kicked. And remember, uh, right. even if it's not, you could always count on us. We'll see you after the holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving. We love you. We'll be back next week. Same rad time. Same rad channel. I'm RK. Squeezer. You could count on us. <laughs>